to do is become a trans woman and you know <laughs> lose a limb, and I'm I'm good. Yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on, on the horizon. Oh my god! I mean, no, no lie. I do like prancing around in dresses and dancing to Beyonce every now and again, but that's different. That's great. It's fucking amazing. Is what it is. <laughs> but it is different. Mm-hmm. My culture is not oppressed. <laughs> You're supposed to put a hashtag in there somewhere. <laughs> all right, all right. Sorry, I just fucked. I mean to clap. My bad. So, where the fuck did I put this? Okay, all right, I got that. So, juice box. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to clap. Yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta no excited. fucking clapping. I got excited, juice box. I'm sorry. Loud noises. Really I'm really sorry. I didn't freak out, buddy. I'm sorry. Okay, you good? You buddies again? Song of the week. Some guess it's gonna help. All right. <laughs> all right. Well. I mean, we're like two and a half hours late. We should probably start. You guys look the cutest tail ever. The way it just kind of curls and just sits there. Oh, my God. Hurry up. What? Okay, cool. I mean, we're drinking and talking already. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, you can now. Nope. Okay. We are literally two hours late, though. All right, all right. All right. Two and a half hours. So uh, I guess we should get this. We should get this started. You yeah. Did. did you already press the button? Yeah, I did. Oh, the button's been pressed. So long ago. So press the other button. I pressed that button like two hours the ago. Other button. Which one? Well, um, hold on a second. Don't, you know? No repeats. No, that doesn't happen to me. Sure. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. How about that? That was well done. Oh, yeah. yeah nice, nice, nice. You just got to leave it to the technical experts. The tech wizards. Wizards. Yes. The tech wizards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's secretly timid. Uh, Megs, here with Otiano. What's up? And uh, special guest, uh, first timer on the podcast. Oh, oh. <laughs> Let's go by Juliet. Juliet. Yeah, I was really into Shakespeare before it was ironic and cool. All right. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you. There, there are a few easier ways to make sure you're you know, hashtag millennial than to say something like that, but it's okay. We still like you. First of all, I proudly rep millennials. We're saving this world from your drunk asses. So well, well this, is, this is true. This, hey, hey, it's baby boomers, <laughs> not we Gen Xers. have been sardonically angry about this for a long time now. <laughs> I don't actually care about the world being saved, so you're not doing me any favors. Again, sardonically angry. Uh, so we have a song of the week. It is Numb by a band called Go Dark. Um, is that a... Is that a uh, man, I don't um, know. This is not my area. I'm just going to gloss past that. It's about really that. depressing, right. but go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fine. I'm sure it will be fine. We're totally fine. Oh, Jesus fine. Christ. Uh, happy Veterans Day, everybody. Yep. Uh, also, Armistice, Armistice Day was uh, a couple days ago, mm-hmm. yesterday, day before. Uh, why don't we do that here? Why is that not a thing that we do? I'm going to say it's probably because we view World War II largely as an abstract thing that, have, that happened. And while we did have to ration considerably. And it World was the War I or II? 
either, both. We viewed both as, I mean, apart from Pearl Harbor, how many other land attacks were there in the U.S. as a result we of either World War? made all of our money off World War II. So paying this too close point. attention to World War II means paying attention to a lot of other things that yeah. people don't really want to pay attention to. So. One of the things I talked about last week was how there's a uh, food podcast that discusses how arguably the American obsession with processed food, canned food, weirdo jello mold things are all a result yeah are all a result of the post-war industrial complexes shifting to food production as opposed to weapons production and hence the dawn of all of the incredibly awful processed foods we americans consume delicious delicious garbage mm-hmm. <laughs> that is killing us all it's gotten me this far <laughs> and look at how well i'm doing yeah totally uh top nutrition i'm and I'm well many, nourished, as they say in the clinical field. And how many and how many vegetables did you say you consume per day that are not in liquid smoothie? I was going to say canned or otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to specify not in liquid smoothie form? Because they I know that's how out, you consume most of your vegetables. Yeah, yeah, but why don't those count? Um, because you don't have to suffer to eat them. Yeah. Oh, is that is that what makes it nutritious? Is the suffering? You know, you could actually not <laughs> suffer and still eat really good nutritious food. I promise. I mean, I'm telling of- you, that's what I did by liquefying them and drinking them down. I, I was going to say going down to like Kalachanji or some like fancy. I knew it was going to be some like abstract, esoteric, delicious Asian dish. Yeah, but like not everybody has that kind of time. I'm, f- Yo, I'm afraid this if buffet I- is in the hood. Okay, these <laughs> these Hare Krishnas put their fancy ass temple buffet in the hood in Dallas. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's the guys with the finger symbols. Uh, yes, they throw <laughs> gang signs about? at each other. In the order guys to with show the bald off. heads that are not. And the, what do you call the, the the shukran? I think it's called. <laughs> yeah. Also, cancer patients. And I mean, you airports. could be you could be all three really if you. Well, the thing? <laughs> you, you try hard enough. Yeah, you know all. And you, you have to try hard to get cancer, <laughs> especially in America. You know all you have especially to know about hard is by the fact that they do all the recruiting in airports. They don't do it in bus stations. They don't do it, at the, they don't do it on the block. They don't Why? do it at bus stops. They did all the recruiting in the 70s and 80s in airports. Is there a classist? Is that what you're telling me? Hare Krishnas are roll up in a Roll up in an actual Hare Krishna meeting and just give me a rough, broad-spectrum analysis of the, of the demographics <laughs> and that being just based on head count and tell me what's up. So what, do you, what is your, your point is that they're all, like, bougie... Middle Congress? class white folk and people that aspire to that class. Weren't yes. you just saying this buffet is in the hood? That's where the, that's where the land's cheap, yo. All right. <laughs> you could be both at the same time. All right. <laughs> Chuck's position is fun. Okay. Uh, so why don't you just tell me how your week was? Um, do I have to go first? No. How was your week, Juliet? Uh, my week was actually great. Uh, Jupiter is in Sagittarius, so that's What does that mean? It means that things are looking up for me, specifically. Okay. Maybe not No one else, just you. No, just me. Yeah, yeah, I voted. I wasn't suppressed, so that was positive. I was expecting to be. Um, and I ate a whole pizza without (laughs) vomiting, so (laughs) I feel pretty positive. Yeah. Does that usually happen? Depends on the day. Does it depend on what kind of pizza? No. Or? I am indiscriminate in my pizza. I've eaten a whole 7-Eleven pizza. I've eaten a whole artisanal margarita. Like, I've eaten them all. You what are totally speaking Megan's language right now. But oh, I yeah. You know. Yeah, I want to know more about this. Let's do it. What is the cause of the throwing up? Is it the volume? 
Yes, and what I'm drinking with it. Oh. Yeah. So actually may have very little to do with pizza and more to do with... My latent alcoholism? Yeah, probably. All right. But I got that under under control this this week, too. So it's a win-win across the board. Pizza can help you get that under control. You eat a pizza first, you're going to drink way, way less. Unless you go to a bar where they give you free pizza for every beer you buy. You got to start with the alcohol before you get the pizza in your mouth, though, is my experience. Megan, if you come up with a pizza-based alcohol cessation program, an alcohol <laughs> moderation program, A, you will make millions, and B, you'll be the happiest person ever. Fuck, dude. Except I do it almost every weekend. <laughs> exactly. Hey, there's, there is good gluten intolerant pizza crust out there. Cauliflower base or rice, coconut, whatever. I told you I don't eat that willingly. Base. It, it exists, and it can be nice for folks that need to eat it. Have you had pizza. that? The, I have. The cauliflower shit? I have, yeah. And? It's actually pretty good. I think I'm asking the wrong guy. Yeah, well, given Megan that your your food preferences and mine, yeah. It's, well, anyway, this is about jazz. This, yeah, I'm glad, about, I'm glad that you're bringing though. up pizza. We'll go back <laughs> nice to it scene. later. What else is happening here? Mm, I successfully drank and didn't make a poor decision last night. So that's a personal victory because usually those two don't go hand in hand. Man, things are looking up for I'm you. I'm telling you, I'm really like... It's all coming up, Juliet. It really is. I'm riding the sort of millennial existentialist wave to like a positive place where I'm like, if nothing matters, I should try harder. So that's been positive. Oh, that's... I'm not sure how you come to that conclusion. <laughs> I mean, the second one, the trying harder. You just totally harder. lost, Megan, by the way. You were yeah. with, with the pizza. If nothing <laughs> matters, positivity. I should nope. try harder. <laughs> well, initially it was, if nothing matters, I should just uh, be a bartender forever. Yeah. But then um, I'm not really built to work on my feet. Um, because, what do you mean by that? Because I... Because you're so bougie? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, in the sense of, like, I just get cranky if I work more than two days in a row and, like, many I of my counterpoints. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I got just it. feel like this is so hard. And like, <laughs> I've been doing this for 17 years. And I'm like, poor choice of words, but okay. <laughs> and so I just came to the decision that if I'm... If nothing matters, and so if I fail, it doesn't matter, then I should try harder. Because thus far, it's been risk-averse versus actually trying my best. If nothing matters, I should try harder because I can't fail? Yeah. But if you can't fail, why would you put in more effort rather than less effort? Because Jupiter's in Sagittarius. Don't say those words because I don't understand them. Well, that was the point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, well, I'm on board with the nothing matters bit. Uh, I am very interested for you to explain further, and we can do it off air if you like, about the I should try harder. Because I I really would like to adopt that perspective. That sounds really nice. I mean, I've been underachieving for a while, so it's more just like trying anything else is Mm -hmm. trying harder. Um, But it's more so I have a crippling amount of perfectionism. And so if... Nothing matters, and if I could fail anyway, I should just try to do the things that I actually care about because Cause nothing matters. Okay, efficiency and consolidation. Yeah. Let's see if I can appreciate those multi. If I can paraphrase. Words. So what I what I think I'm hearing you say is, oh my God. Uh, if I'm gonna fail anyway, or if there is no failing, uh, then I'm just gonna do whatever I feel like doing. Or it's that you won't always win, and so you might as well try. 
whether or not you win. Okay. Because have fun trying. See? What would you do if you couldn't fail? Okay. Become president of the United States? I mean, you do understand that you absolutely can fail. But that's what I'm saying. I'm just starting to wrap my mind around that. Okay. Like, it's more so that as a chronic overachiever, everything that I've done has been a zero-sum game of if I won't win at this, then, then I shouldn't do it. it. Oh. There you go. Hey, we are on the same page after all. Of course we are. I do very little things. Very few, I mean. I do little things. <laughs> I, I mean, we I've dated a bunch of short dudes. But Sometimes also it's I do worth it. few things. Sometimes. I mean, yeah. They yeah, have yeah, nice yeah. cars usually. Uh, I mean, their personalities oftentimes are better. Well, because they have to try harder. Well, they had yeah. to actually develop personality in the first place. Right. Right. But. Uh, Which brings know. us back to my point that if nothing matters, then you might as well Yeah, try. go ahead. Reach for the stars, little guy. All five, six of you. Yeah. <laughs> Re- stretch really, really far. Because you're going to have to. If more than reach, If you reach hard enough, you might just touch that, you know. Boob? Yeah. <laughs> That's where I was going with that. Thank you for finishing the done. thought. Yeah. Otiano for the assist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what else? Tell us a little bit about yourself since you're new to this podcast. Uh, I am a millennial that masquerades as not that because I don't like the societal stigma that comes with it. You are quite tall also and, and people assume tall. that um, especially women, I don't know why, women that are tall are older. Because you get been... taller as you get older, obviously. <laughs> yes. Which was Into great. perpetuity. When I was 15, sneaking into clubs, but now just gets weird because I have the face of a 22-year-old, and so people don't really know what to do with it. Oh, um, oh shush. <laughs> I am a person that has lived in a lot of places, and yet I'm still very naive, so that's always a fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am very intrigued by like witty back and forth, yeah. but if it gets annoying, I check out completely. So fair warning to you both. <laughs> uh, if I get annoyed, I'll check out, which is really the millennial way. I'm surprised you're still sitting at this table, actually. Well, there's free booze here, so. Well, that usually helps. That's what you think. <laughs> I'm actually going to give you an, check an itemized, end. uh, ticket at the end of this. <laughs> Oh, well, hmm. And newish to Dallas, is that true? I am newish to Dallas. How do you uh, feel about that? Um, it's still getting me a lot of free dates, so that's positive. Um, You'll what bomb do you out mean? soon, don't worry. I know. <laughs> what do you mean by that? It's getting you a lot of free dates by being new? Well, yeah, people think it's very interesting that I left the coasts to come to Dallas and without a real plan. And so they want to ask me more about that, typically over margaritas, which people are really into here. Yeah. Uh, Gross. I, I'm into margaritas. I am also into margaritas. It's a lot of sugar, you guys. Only if you make them wrong. Well, I'm young, so I'm enjoying it. Um, I... <laughs> I have found that Dallas is a lot more interesting than anyone would have you believe. I actually now believe that this city is a best kept secret by those that live here who want to keep the costs low and keep outsiders out because I feel like had I known that there was an urban metropolis that is glaringly blue in Texas with 
many places where I can buy a margarita for $4 or less. Mm-hmm. I would have probably gotten here a lot sooner. I was going to say there were there are two blue oases until you said the $4 margarita. And you're right. Now that now only the one. Considerably, yeah. Yeah. Austin's right out. Houston, yep. maybe San Antonio, mm-hmm. only on drink special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I now I'm just lying to people about my life here, so they'll stay away too. <laughs> oh, it's terrible! <laughs> it Awful. Oh, the worst. Uh, you have to wear cowboy boots to get into the club. <laughs> what What was your expectation of Dallas before you got here? I had none. I had no idea what to expect. Really? I yeah. That's the way it's to a go. blank spot on the map. Well, just I mean, I knew it was Texas, so I expected like I might be in danger <laughs> in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um. I already had cowboy boots, so I was like, well, I can try. Um, I expected very tall people. I know there are a lot of uh, former athletes and military people in Dallas. Are there a lot of military people in Dallas? Oh, um, for the record, just Are military quick, people tall? Just, like- just a quick side note. Um, if you're recruiting in the Marine Corps or other armed services, Dallas is like cash fucking money, literally. There's a, tall a, people a, a, here. A significant what? number really? of recruits come from Texas. It's known that there are tall people here. Known by whom? I didn't. I've not people heard that this don't before. live here. They're growing big down in Texas. That's what I'm saying. Everything's bigger in Texas. Come on, that's real. Do you think that we are on average taller than? I haven't seen demographics, but it's certainly. I'm saying that reference. I've seen more women that are my height or similar since I've lived here than anywhere else. Oh, okay. That's that is interesting. And so, yeah, I expected, uh, and like the Google searches for Dallas are really rough. Um, mm. I, not really. Meaning? Uh, meaning. The Google uh, uh, autocompletes? No, just like if you look up like, what's Dallas like? It's either like <laughs> uh, a lot of rich, annoying people or annoying people that want to be rich. It's not the, untrue. Paycheck, paycheck millionaires, the weekend millionaires. 30K millionaires. There you yeah. Go, but there's nothing about like how many hipsters there are here or that like Deep Ellum exists. Deep Ellum is like baby Brooklyn. So that's been fun. Um, people are also very friendly here in a weird way. Like yeah. they always want to like talk to you in a way that's genuine because I've been places where people want to talk to you, but I don't care to speak to them because they're clearly going through the motions. But I feel like I've had a lot of really genuine, positive conversations with people and only a small percentage of them have been about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which was <laughs> which is always nice. Yeah, which was less which than reminds me. <laughs> have you heard the good news? Oh my god, I have. Uh, it does not mean from. <laughs> it's pussy, actually so about it pizza. Really matter, but yeah, I have heard the good news. Um, yeah, so I didn't really have a lot of expectations about Dallas, and thus Dallas has exceeded my expectations. Through That's through. fantastic. Which is why that as a dating strategy is also excellent. Yeah, yeah. man. But how do you uh, how do you keep yourself from just automatically developing expectations? Maybe this is a skill that I need to learn because I am terribly disappointed almost every day. <laughs> I would like not to be. <laughs> So you've got some advice for me. I mean, I'm struggling, but I think that at the root, it's like as soon as you start to feel them, you have to remember that they're outliers of every type of person and scenario and just like get comfortable with that outlier. And then you level out your expectations by osmosis. Okay. So like, hey, that's a cool, tall guy. He seems nice. And then you remember that time that you met a cool, tall guy that had a small, you know, 
Right. And that was just because like, tall guys don't know. That's an outlier. Business. I mean, it happens less often than the then, the but cool it does guy, happen. And so you, it does. and so you're like, oh, so maybe I should temper my expectations, and then all your other expectations simmer down. See, I think that's that's where I divert from the path. It's it's uh oh, that's right. That one time where I met that dude, uh, I'm gonna this is this is gonna end horribly. <laughs> He's gonna try to murder me. I'm gonna want to murder him, uh, or you know, somewhere in somewhere between those. those. Yes. Yeah. So maybe you should you should develop some sort of seminar. I think people would on how really to temper your to expectations. Yeah, I there's mm, a market there. It would have to be in a place where marijuana is legalized. That's a part of it. <laughs> well, you're in Oak Lawn, basically <laughs> legal here. So. It helps. Oh, so. anything else you want to tell me? <laughs> anything else you would like to contribute? You're doing a fantastic job, by oh, the way. That makes way to me go! Very excited. Uh, no, I feel like I'm just here for the zingers, so I'll, I'll I'll keep that role close to heart. Yeah. Uh, you and me both. So, Megan, how was your week? Oh, you're going last. I am definitely going last because mine hasn't been that interesting. All right, what's happened this week? What has happened this week? Uh, when did I see you last? Uh, for this. Oh, it was last Sunday. Because mm-hmm. that's when we do this. Mm-hmm. I, I think this box is snoring. He is. I had a third date with the... It's the make or break. You know what? I read that. I'm ashamed to say I've been reading articles. What? Nothing. I didn't say anything. What do you... Nothing. Do you want to whisper it to No, me? not really. I read okay. articles constantly about my dating life, and I'm a little too niche for the articles, so I just pick and choose what I care about. I niches, just, yeah. yeah. I dwell exclusively in niches. <laughs> I disgust I mean myself. all the possible permutations of that term, but yes. <laughs> when, I, when I've had some down minutes at work, I've been like, oh, and then like do some Google search that I'm not going to identify because it, it would embarrass me mm-hmm. uh, to the six people that are listening to this when it comes out. <laughs> But um, you'd be surprised how few hits there are for a gay, for for bi, black, hairy orgy. Just so you know. Actually, I just googled that the other day. <laughs> just saying, there's some. Did hits you learn anything? Gonna, it did yeah. come up. Uh, no, I didn't. I mean, I know basically everything there is to know about that. So, oh, really? Take, well, we'll connect. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk more about that later. Yes, <laughs> I need to know what sites you're going to. But go ahead, please. Okay, that was a joke. I don't know anything about it. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know anything about uh, hairless white orgies, which, <laughs> you know, you would think would be my thing, but... Well, not... I do, so we can talk about that, too. Okay, yeah. I mean, all right. Commiseration yeah. will occur. I like information. So, I uh, went on the third date, and that was good. Uh, but what you said was, it was the make or break thing, right? It's a bit of a make or break date. Why yeah. do you say that? Tell me. So the first date, you're like hopped up on enough endorphins where you eat an alcohol and alcohol. Yeah. I mean, if that's your thing, it's not mine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel now like I should say, I'm just kidding. It wasn't mine either. Right. It's no one early 2000s dare to resist. Um, So. It's the first date. You're just like hopped up on endorphins, nerves, 
alcohol, whatever it is you're into. And like, if the food is good enough, you kind of just like temper the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The second day, you're like chronically ruminating over this person and like, do I like you? I don't know. You get super scared before you show up. Like, do they look like I remember them? How awkward will it be if, if I show up and they're ugly? That's a good uh, point. Yeah. Do they look like how I remember them? Yeah. Because you can really distort this person's yeah. image and in your mind in that like however many days it is between you seeing them the first time and the second time. And you're also hyperanalyzing everything that happened on the first day. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, if and it's more like if they don't look like I remember them, I'm going to just completely be turned off and like, <laughs> do I stay for the food or not? Like mm-hmm. that's the... And so by the time you get to the third date, you've now decided they are as attractive as you remember them. You've seen them twice. Ideally, someone has shot their shot. And so now it's a decision of like... Does that mean blow their load? What does shot their shot mean? I mean, it could mean blow their load. I mean, it's more just like someone has established a level of interest that is beyond just like being pen pals or like... They've made clear this is not just us hanging out. It's like, hi, I'm actually interested in you. I'd like this to like continue. But then do you get confused about like, who is it that's shown their interest for sure? Is it me or is it them? Who has the upper hand? And that usually comes on the second date. And so on the third date, it's like, I'm going to solve this mystery yeah and also maybe get my ass eaten so that's (laughs) that's kind of how that goes like groceries there you go see you're picking up on pop culture look at that i think i got it see i have this thing where by by the third date i mean i i I dislike that imbalance of power that is one person is like so i'm interested and yeah by the the third date, if that equation hasn't been balanced if the other person hasn't like you know made you feel assured and okay in that desire or you have not made them felt okay and put themselves out there like that then it's done that's it because i don't want that you know imbalance and or that kind of um um, disregard of each person's emotional vulnerability to persist. It just seems. Except if you're as uh, internally neurotic as I am, hmm. I don't know if I project that. I don't know if other people perceive that part of my personality, but I absolutely am. Hmm. Um, it, if if you're as neurotic as as me, uh, I don't even know. Like like I'm like you know. I have the upper hand or they have the upper hand or maybe I'm misperceiving something or maybe I've missed something and maybe it's the other way around. Maybe I'm completely wrong. All of the things that are within the realm of possibility are equally possible at this point. And now I'm just like out of my fucking tree. So how did the day go? (laughs) It went really well. (laughs) I remember thinking like... uh, Man, I wasn't just really drunk those last two times. And that's the third date. That is the subtext of a third date. This dude is actually like funny and super hot. Uh, And, uh, you know, if I guess if he doesn't really, if he's not really into it, then why is he showing up at my house? That's the other thing. Like, when you start with this online dating bullshit, I don't know if you do that or not. Uh, you said I was a millennial, right? So <laughs> You said you were a millennial. Either way. Is that a trick question? Of course I've online dated. I had the world's worst okay. online date like two weeks ago. I'm sorry to hear Three that. words for you. Alternate post Malone. <sighs> and if you don't know what that is, you're better uh, off for it. Uh, I mean, I know the first two words. <laughs> Are we talking about Carl Malone? Is he a sports guy? 
Is wow. that a sports you're, guy? You're, you're, you're all over the place here, Megan. That's, does he do no. sports ball or not? He does not do sports ball. No. Who is that? He looks like he hasn't bathed in a couple weeks. He looks oh, like like he, an athlete. He looks like he looks like what happens if you leave your little weight out in the sun and rain for too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. What's Carl Malone? Who's Carl Malone? Post Malone, not Carl Malone. Just okay, Google it. He's a hometown hero. He's actually from Dallas. He's from Dallas. He he he, he had Post Malone fest about two weeks ago. Yeah, I was supposed to go with the loser. Terrible person went. And instead, he just stole my money. And why would wait? Why were you gonna go? There's only terrible people there. Because I actually like Post Malone. Uh, That's why I went on the online date with me. No, no, I want you to Google a picture of Post Malone. He has face tattoos. If that's something that you're interested, I'm not interested in that. So then you wouldn't like Post Malone. Okay. All right. He sings on rap songs. I mean, I like him. I think he's interesting. I, he I, sounds like I, a I Fred Nemo intensely. type character. When you say that could he, be right. He uh, he's he sings on rap songs. Yeah. So he's like a like a featured, but he's not like a. No, he's a full artist. So to be clear, when I say sun and rain, you remember how like at the end of, at towards the end of ET when he like gets wasted and wanders off, and they find him like pale in a ditch someplace, kind of passed out. <laughs> that was my favorite. That's the only part I remember. That's literally actually. what again. <laughs> Post blow is what happens if if, if, if if like that happened to Little Wayne if he uh, was left in a ditch in the yeah, rain. Yeah, that's like, right. Oh, li- <laughs> li- <it's- laughs> Seriously. It's Lil Wayne. Thank you for the Thank clarification. You. Lil Wayne. Thank you. you speaking of guys that Dwayne are... Michael Carter. Speaking of guys that are 5'5". Five five, <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd ride that ride any day of the week. Really? Really? Yeah, man, he's got he, fucking face tattoos. He's, he's aggressively nah, unattractive face to this me. tattoo. Uh, I, I just... <laughs> oh, it's, the, it's the songs about, like, shoving your dick in another dude's mouth that kind of puts me off a little bit. Well, that's... What's pretty homophobic with, of you what's wrong with no that no no though? because it's not actually because he doesn't mean it in a gay way he means it in a hyper masculine like i'm gonna show you who the boss is fuck you right in the face kind of way and i don't think that's cool yeah it's not cool so. he's a problematic fave if you've ever heard that term before problematic he's small yes. he looks vaguely like a cockroach unwashed um but he takes i mean he takes really good care of his kids he always has he's really into skate culture these days not, which like really resonates with 14 year old me he's the greatest rapper alive i feel whoa 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 and whoa easy hoss easy yowza really yeah okay Ugh. i mean i don't have any argument because i don't know any other other rappers but well I just feel like we're kind, kind of really joke. off topic and it's I want to know more about your date. We can talk about okay. Lil Wayne in a bit. I mean, actually, I did go on a date with Lil Wayne this week. No, I didn't. Why didn't you talk? He's too He's too short. <laughs> he I'm not going to do that. 5'7 is my limit, man. So, uh, so yeah, P.S. Long Story Long. Uh, the the <laughs> Hi. <laughs> this is my favorite guy. He's under 5'5". Five, five. Um, it was a good date, I, I feel like. And, um, you know, this, this person is still in communication with me. Uh, I don't send the first text because uh, bustle.com told me not, not to. to. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a joke. It's a joke. But it's also it's kind of a joke. Vaguely correct. Yeah. So I don't send the first text. I always get a first text and then I respond to it in some, like, fashion. Oh, I don't like that guy. Who's... That's Post Malone. Oh, I don't like that guy. I just want to say for the record, uh, for the record, Juliet, um, uh, Kendrick Lamar is not dead yet. So I'm just... he He's very popular right now. <sighs> I, so I hear. E- even I know his name. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Continue. Sorry. So, uh, so, yeah. So, you know, I respond with things like, uh, 
Like he he went to some uh, sports ball weekend or something or other. Sports ball weekend, I think. Yeah, in um, College Station with his with his dude friends or whatever. Dude bros. Yeah, and he sent me a, a an unprompted text with a photo, and I was like, I think that means he likes you. That's what I thought, and then I was like. Oh wait, maybe I don't. What if, what if it means you know? What if it you know, means something what? the opposite? What else could the it possibly mean? I hate you, I so know. I'm going to tell you how I'm doing. Not hate. I mean, there. It means he's intoxicated, and he thought of you, and he wanted to send you a picture of him. He could have sent you a lot of things. He could have sent you a text. He could have sent you "Hey" he with no a, punctuation yeah. and no capitals. He could have right? sent you a sweaty which dick is the pic. most non-committal. Yes, he could have sent you a dick pic, which mm-hmm. is the most committal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's dick not true at all. Off. Instead, he sent you a picture of his face. Which is basically the equivalent of like, I miss you, I'm with my friends, but I wish you were here. That's how I interpreted it. And then like, look how good I look. Don't you want to F me? You're very needy, Juicebox. So I interpreted it that way um, immediately. And then immediately after that, it was like, because you interpret it this way, it couldn't possibly mean that. So you're tempering your expectations. Yeah, well, I take without the, any prompt or guidance. It's kind of an extreme. I take the Groucho Marx perspective, which is like I don't want to be a member of a club that would have me I was as thinking a member. Oscar you know. should really Groucho see a therapist. Marx, okay. Oh, I should. <laughs> yes, yes, you should. Like <laughs> everyone else should, myself <laughs> included, because I see uh, a therapist. Fucking therapist. <laughs> yes, I don't have health great. insurance. Those Millennial. guys. So I don't see a therapist. But my friends tell me what their therapists tell them, and that's pretty much the Close millennial enough, pay yeah. it forward. There you go. I have an idea of what therapists tell people. Okay. Really? Yeah. Besides what I'm hearing you say is? Well, you know, I'm the exception. Oh, okay. oh right. I Everybody forgot. is the exception, right? Yes. We all think we're so special. So uh, anyway, um, so yeah, it was really, it was good. And uh, so far, so good. So happy about that. Uh, not the only thing that happened. Sure, uh, I think it matters that happened. I can't remember what else happened. My point. I don't want to make it sound like a dude is my entire week. Bechtel test. Sometimes it is, though. Broken. And that's fine. I had a I had a, an interesting patient this week. That's always exploring. should I go into fine. that? If you'd like, um, little guy. Okay, probably like five five Napoleon complex. No, um, no, actually. So he uh, he was a walk in, and uh, he fills out this paperwork, and I read over it, and I was like, okay, so uh, what brings you here? And he, and and his paperwork said something like. Um, my, my job is very stressful and my wife doesn't want to take care of me anymore. So I'm thinking like, you know, this is some old school fucking sexist Mm -hmm. and I'm not wrong. Well, uh, and, and there's another part where it, it asks you like, what, what, basically what makes your symptoms worse? And he put harassment. So we get into this conversation, and he's talking about his job. Of course, he works for the post office. Of course. Deep. Uh-huh. And then um, he's telling me all of these, like, very, I mean, for the purpose of our meeting, very insignificant details about his job, about, like, the machinery and all this bullshit. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of the actor that looks like this guy. Anyway, um, he's like... Uh, 
I said, okay, well, what would you like to be different? And he said, if I don't find a way to relieve my stress, I feel like something bad is going to happen. Did you ask him how many firearms he owns? If any of them have extended stocks? Correct. He has none. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Not stocks, but magazines. My bad. I was like, okay, well, like what, 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 what bad thing will happen? He's like, I just feel like my my marriage will probably end. And and I got the feeling in that meeting that like he didn't mean like his wife was going to leave him. No. Like. He, he was gonna make his, his life. Li- his, no, his marriage was going this to world. end. Yeah, <laughs> gonna, gonna end by by murder. Like, and I was like, "So <laughs> you said that you don't have any thoughts about hurting other people?" And he's like, "No." I was like, "Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Sure about that?" Yeah, I just uh, I just want to relieve the stress. I was like, "Okay, they're not well, people." Let's see. What I was gonna say. I won't hurt any people, but that bitch could go. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm, not what I meant, but... Uh-huh. So, um, I mean, the problem is that in mental health, in order to force someone to do something they don't want to do, they basically have to say the magic words. Hmm. They have to to be very Explicit, clear yes, yeah. about, about themselves being... As an immediate, not just a threat mm. to themselves or somebody else, but an immediate threat. So basically you have to tell me, I'm going to kill myself right now and here's how I'm going to do it. Or I'm going to kill this person right now and here's how I'm going to do it. And I think we talked about that on the podcast before because when I worked on the crisis team, um, people would come into the ER and they'd be like, I want to hurt somebody. And I'm like, okay, anybody in particular? And they're like... Yeah, I'm going to hurt Bob Smith. Like, okay, do you have access to that guy? Yes. I see him every day. Okay. Can I please have his phone number and his address? (laughs) And sometimes they fucking give it to you. And then you have to call the police and you have to say, will you please go to Bob Smith's house at this place? And also, I have to call Bob Smith and it's 3 a.m. So you call Bob and you're like, hey, Bob, it's Megs. Uh, what you doing? <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, I just wanted you to know that, uh, Schmitty over here. Yeah. He's like, Hey, Kevin Johnson, uh, would really like to come over and murder you. So just want to let you know that that was going to happen. The police might be coming over, hang out or whatever. So anyway, uh, a couple of creepers this week, the end, it's your turn. How was your week, OTNO? Um, my week. What did I do this week? It kind of flew by. I've been fucking busy. Um, no, just work in school and reading articles and uh, still kind of doing election recovery, even though it's been a little bit, but still just kind of psychologically getting over that hump, so to speak. That was this week. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was that much of a Also fucking, voted, yeah. Yeah, um, just because... So we're a little disappointed. Yeah, but also I I had to listen to a bunch of stuff that helped me reframe who won and who lost and why, because 
altogether... Overall, it was a victory, I believe. Yeah, overall, on a national scale, I would definitely say it was a victory, no matter what the fuck anybody says. We have control of the House now, yay. There were a bunch of uh, black women elected judges in, in Texas, Harris like 14 County. of them, which is fucking amazing. Uh, Texas, they took a picture of, like, Charlie's Angel. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there were other results that were incredibly depressing and incredibly hopeful at the same time, like, you know, our first Native American uh, and or indigenous tribes women in Congress, which is like, are you fucking serious? How long did it take? Kansas which is, and New Mexico. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sharice Davis, call me if you hear this. <laughs> She's a lesbian MMA fighter. Oh, that's... Do you know the number of people that are, like, thirsty for that person? Now, do they're like, oh, she what? Yeah, hey. but I'm number one at that point. <laughs> You, you you have to fight Crystal from the read about that shit. Good luck. I don't want to talk about it. Uh huh. Okay, moving right along. There was also uh, our first um, openly gay governor, I believe. Yeah, Colorado. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised to hear. Me that. too. Me too. Mm. Well, it was it was a white dude, so yeah, that helps. But um, no shade, just like it helps. <laughs> but yeah, there's That's a lot. Why of, I'm surprised that it's it's this late that it was a white. I mean, like. There, I'm sure there have been plenty of closeted ass dudes that have, you know, on the DL that Makes married. I feel like kids I've been too optimistic out. about the world, which really blows my mind. Mm, yeah, that's a thing. But not, not you personally, but altogether, it's easy to get caught up sometimes. But anyway, there's a lot of great things that happened. So, I mean, I, I, I was literally unaware of just how emotionally caught up I was in the results because as things were coming out, I was getting more and more heated. And like, I was over here, it was uh, Megs and myself and a couple of friends hanging out here for a little bit. And I was like, I have to leave. I'm getting way too heated about this. I'm just going to go home, drink and play video games so I don't like throw shit at my television. And instead of playing video games, I ended up like doing push-ups like a fucking hardcore kid at a, at a show oh. <laughs> as opposed to actually like relaxing because I was getting that fucking mad. Wait, 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 wait. that latent aggression. There I'm into go. it. Yeah. Were you doing some push-ups? Is this a metaphor? No, like no. literally push-ups. Like, when? The, after I left here that night. Oh, yeah, you were. I was, you were I was a little agitated. I when was you left more here. than. I mean, fucking Steve King won his goddamn election, which practically says that Iowa is totally okay with Nazis. There's uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about. It. No, no doy. Well, that's the thing. I've been to Iowa. I have friends from Iowa. I yeah. hung out on campuses in Iowa. Um, I've met really nice people in Iowa. Even though, mind you, I was acutely aware of the fact that in many cases I was one of the only black people in that space. But hey, Iowa has its merits. But apparently, they don't think that you know certain things matter. Well, also, what's the like? gerrymandering situation in Iowa because it might not actually be everyone in Iowa. It really is like 98% white in the district he's in or 97%. Some, I mean, it's so, kind of like 98% number. white It's, yeah, altogether in Iowa, state, period. So, so it's hard to do. I mean, the gerrymandering is... Gerrymandering is necessary in spaces where you have people that you know are going to go to vote against like you for North sure. Like North Carolina. Oh, God, don't get me started about North Carolina. Georgia. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot still going on. There's still no results out of Florida or Georgia as far as the gubernatorial race and Senate race in Florida as far as the gubernatorial race in Georgia. I'm glad to hear that because that means that recounts might actually show off how ridiculous shit is. But I can't talk about how my week was without talking about how how you know surprised I was by how emotionally involved I was with all of that stuff. You were surprised? Well, I Nobody knew I else be, was surprised. I knew I would be irritated, but I didn't know I would be, I can't be in no, public so I don't scare people. I, I, I teared up at a point and I really wasn't expecting to because I'm pretty fatalist about these things. But yeah. once I, but on the positive, like mm-hmm, when I started mm-hmm. seeing all these women that were getting congressional mm-hmm, wins, I just mm-hmm. started to tear up and I, I'm a bit too jaded 
um, to usually get that emotional, but I definitely did. And then like that like five second window where Beto mm-hmm. <laughs> snuck ahead, I also teared up and then teared down. And then him with his I'm so fucking proud of you guys quote, which people are trying to like do this low key shade on. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You're getting mad about this candidate using an expletive in that context. And you're not going to say jack and fuck all about the cock monkey in office. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay, sure. I've never heard sure. that one before. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> um, anyway, so that that pretty much dominated a large portion of my week. I had to aggressively focus on smaller things, like my favorites, like making ramen with, for some friends, which was a lot of fun, and auto maintenance, which was a lot of fun, and, um, you know, uh, petting my cats a whole lot, and just doing things that made me not think as hard or organizing this new cool tool chest I bought from a tools because I'm getting to that point <laughs> in middle age processes where I get excited Wait, about was tool it one chests of those, like, uh, one of those like taller ones like the mechanics have with the ball bearing drawers and actually shit? it does have ball bearing drawers but it's actually a modified um, mini bar that has just a whole bunch of drawers <laughs> in it which is even more appropriate for me actually so, so niche, bro. It is, it is, welcome to my existence, <laughs> niche. I'm telling you, I am. I'm a lover of niches in so many ways. Oh yeah. But that said, yeah. So, so that was my week. Was um, trying to find things to distract myself from just how furious I am about the fact that we are making progress. We're making incremental progress about things that we allegedly, you know, should have progressed beyond. Incremental so, yeah. really is the way to go. I mean, if it's too dramatic, you got to question its validity. It's not even a matter of questioning its validity. It's a matter of the number of people that it makes uncomfortable. Sustainability. I think that I agree with you that, that, like, you know, yes, any kind of radical change, your first con- concern is if it's actually going to work, how it's going to work. Was it tested? Was it something that was proven that would actually, or at least you have a strong indication that it would work. This cocaine made me lose 50 pounds in a month. On the short term, it's a great idea. Long, not so much. But even then, if you, you can have a solution that is guaranteed to work well or has been tested in the lab or tested in sample studies that is shown to work well. Things like, oh, I don't know. Um, Prep. Prep or things like um, uh, ranked choice voting as opposed to first past the post voting, things like wind farms, things like hydroelectric power, things like all these things that like are are clear or, or uh, solar panels on houses in, in all the places that get sun all the time, things that are guaranteedly going to work. But be- regardless of how much you can prove it's going to work better, there are people that it's or you know affirmative action or voting is an emotional places. exercise. It's yes, not well, an intellectual exercise. I would argue that you, you, you will not find a single human. Act that, that is not emotional. Exactly. Fair enough. So as a result, it has less to do Actually with, doing mm. math. I mean, it can be emotional, but it's also very objective. We're going to get into that on my hot topic. Oh, really? I, because I disagree, actually. About math? We'll get there. I mean, you can't, but all right. Oh, watch me. Okay. Well, so that being I said. I use the argument a lot in therapy that the only thing we can't, the only thing that isn't negotiable is math. So please don't ruin that for me. But have you ever done like, like theoretical math? That's, it's all negotiation. No, that's like a fucking oxymoron. I can't do that. Well, this is the thing though. And, and again, Does I'm, that have I'm, the letters I'm jumping in ahead it? a little bit. Yeah. And like crazy shapes and pictures and stuff. I, <laughs> I didn't do it, but no. like, drawings, but just the idea that like language is the same way. Alleged. I mean, math is just a language used to describe space and time as opposed to describe more than just space and time. That's like a little too deep for me. 
Anyway, we'll discuss all of this when we come back from our Fantastic. booze and bathroom should we, break. We should do that because, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna piss my pants on singing here. Yeah. One moment, please. You can press the red button or you can press the pause button, probably. Either okay. or. We're good. I just pressed the pause button. There you go. Okay, so. Uh, you chose wisely. <laughs> all right. Um, let's just go ahead and do the hot topic bumper. Yeah, we? Oh wait, now I gotta pull that shit back up again because I'm on low battery mode. Isn't this your house? Like, shouldn't you? <laughs> that is the question I want to ask every single person ever whose phone is low and/or like needs charging when they're at home. Well, I all mm. look, you guys. I'm not a fucking planner, all right? Or a tech wizard. Or a tech wizard. <laughs> Okay. At least you know yourself. Well, yeah. That's important. Does that mean fuck you? It does in the UK. That's what it Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. There you go. See? Yeah, you guys fuck off. There you go, exactly. We're fuck right off. The, here, goes hot, here goes Hot Topics. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I got a fucking free life coach. Lives right down the street from me. I think everybody needs a life coach. Well, is it a and bartender? A <laughs> it's this lady over here. Yes, the divine voice that occasionally it. like wafts through the podcast. Yeah, be be more audacious, she says. Where's your audacity? Uh, isn't that what we're using to record this podcast? Absolutely, uh, <laughs> it yeah. is. Singer. Yeah, good job, guys. High five. Yep, yep, Comedy yep. high five. You Comedy really killed indeed. that one. I did. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, who's got a hot topic that they'd like to uh, discuss? I think that our guests should go first with their hot topic. Juliet. I'm really tired of going first, you guys. Well, Would you like me to go first? Yes. Okay, I'll go first. Since I'm done burping this last Prosecco burp. Not into the mic, please. Yeah, I, I, I would not be that crude. That is so... Uncivilized. You know, civilization is kind of overrated, though. <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's a why whole we do other this topic. Podcast. Yeah. Um, so to correct it. We're overcorrecting. Yes. Yes. Um, so I don't. A little while ago, Michelle Alexander is. She's not like. Oh, she's on staff per se, but she is a regular contributor to the New York Times opinion column, which occasionally is deeply fucking problematic. But um, I'm really glad that. She's on there so she can help help make it less problematic with some of her fiery hot takes to kind of bring us back to reality again when it comes to certain things. She is the woman who wrote the new Jim Crow, among other things, and her recent New York Times article was, again in the opinion column, was entitled The Newest Jim Crow. And basically, uh, she manages to talk about our possible cyberpunk nightmare future without using the word cyberpunk, which I thought was pretty impressive. Uh, But basically, she is discussing things like uh, E, those those, uh, E bracelets you can throw on somebody because she's like, hey, you know... The ecstasy ones? No, not E bracelets like that. Um, The ones that have GPSs in them and let you do things like, you know, (laughs) if you're 
um, on bail and you can't leave the state or whatever. They know where you are and such. They can come find you. But basically, the that in Florida, hey, yeah, we managed to get a couple of million folks able to vote again by eliminating that dumbass law that said if you've been if you've already served it at the society, no, sorry, you still can't vote until you go on a panel of a bunch of white folks that can then tell you, no, you still can't vote for whatever arbitrary reason they come so up with. Panel of twelve white guys. No, it was actually less than that, but oh. it was um, still. This, oh, even better. Yeah, yeah. It was, Fewer white guys. It's really the, the way they did reenfranchise citizens in Florida was incredibly biased, incredibly depressing, and incredibly fucked. But thankfully, Get the fuck is now out of no here. longer. Yeah, surprise. But it's no longer in effect, thankfully. But point of the matter is, so a bunch of Floridians can now vote. That's great. Um, they eliminated uh, a non-unanimous jury conviction in a couple of states, which is also great. And Michelle Alexander's also speaking of how important those kinds of things are, but she's also warning about um, just because we're getting rid of the more draconian and obvious ways in which certain uh, either classist and or racialized systems function doesn't mean we're not figuring out other ones at the same time, such as, as I mentioned, um, just because you're on or, or, or – I'm sorry, I forgot one – how California eliminated cash bail um, – or cash bond, or bonds, I should say. Um, but there's still things like e-bonds via that bracelet. There's still things like um, the very process by which we're creating a system that in... Basically, if you have an algorithm that decides whether or not a given person will be uh, sentenced to X sentence, Y sentence, or Z sentence, and those algorithms are based on previous incarceration data, that algorithm is still going to be racist as fuck <laughs> because it's basic itself on precedent. And that precedent is colored by those opinions. So basically, and this is the poll quote that I like the most, and it wasn't even uh, Michelle Alexander per se, but it's her quoting a researcher who explains that it's tempting to believe that computers will be neutral and objective, but algorithms are nothing more than opinions embedded in mathematics. That's actually the joke that I was going to make. It was like, computers don't know about race. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, they do. They Have you ever um, heard about how um, automatic soap dispensers don't oh read God. brown skin? Yeah. What? If, yeah. 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 Really? If you, yeah. If you, and this, automatic, this uh, is real. This too. is real. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. No. That's serious. Th- th- because, again, uh, the people coding these things assume a certain right. palette right, 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 set right. for the light sensors and don't consider that people with other skin types and That was the basis of my them. joke, but I did not think about it in that context. It's, I mean, it's real. Because they don't know that. anything about computers. <laughs> Me neither. So. Or algorithms. <laughs> yeah. There's also the. But it's a thing. God. There's also when the iPhone was the not this iPhone but the iPhone before last was released in China the face unlock thing did not recognize <laughs> the difference oh, no. No, no. like people could unlock other people's iPhones because, and it was especially for Asians, Asians because of epicanthic folds and so on um, with their eyes and so on well because they Asians all look as, the same yeah, exa- that's what the iPhone said <laughs> the iPhone was racist well Megan, the iPhone so can't be wrong oh it can I know that's mine is joke. I feel like they're sabotaging me so I'll buy a new one yeah so this is the problem. And when then it comes you with, do, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but this Have is the you problem. seen portrait mode? Come on. <laughs> no, I haven't. But we're not sufficiently interrogating these big data wahoos that basically say that technology is the future, and because it's a computer, it can't be racist. Not understanding that it's you know, 
either explicitly the computers or implicitly don't just like folk. materialize exactly fully formed from whatever matrix they are created by people who may have implicit or explicit don't bias say matrix because then people think of like yeah. you know Lawrence Fishburne and How they're like oh well he's black manifest so. from a given <laughs> set of matrices if he's matrices Trinity. Be confused there you go mm, Trinity yeah. anyway oh actually the entire cast of like the Matrix Revolution was just like mm. but my point is <laughs> that um, yeah it's a fascinating article that touches on a number of topics including that. And um, yeah, guys, technology will not save us because we need to begin to we need to interrogate who, in fact, is creating this technology and for what ends. Because there's technology in the uh, bounds of or create to serve capitalist ideals or create to serve the uh, or you or, or, or create using data that we've amassed thus far with our current fucked up progress. Then that data is going to reflect that fucked up progress. So yeah. Interrogation is important. I actually had a conversation with uh, Rutiker Smoot Mm -hmm. um, this last week. And I was saying something like, uh, I can't wait to reinstall my my place of living with smart bulbs and, you know, so I can turn the lights out and turn the thermostat up with... The sound of your glorious, melodious voice. Uh, Okay, well, that's... I think you've gone a little too far there. It's not really not fair. Uh, No, with an app. I'm just going to push the button on the app. Button pushing, right. But thank you for making comments about my voice, you dick. I like your fucking voice, Megan. too late for that now. Fine! And he was like, I'm not going to fucking do that because this, this, and this. And one of the points was uh, it makes, it lulls you into a, a, you know, a comfort coma where... You don't get up and you you just allow technology to do everything for you. Slowly spread your I mean, I won't couch. get a, um Amazon Echo or anything like that. No, I no, no. Uh, I mean, my, my primary reason for not doing that is because it's always an Alexa or a Siri who are female. Yeah. I think that's fucking bullshit. Well, you can, you can change Siri name. to a British yeah. man. Not the point. The point is Which I'm the default into. setting is a, woman. a lady. Always a lady. What else Alexa. Feel like they're make me a sandwich. Oh, that she can't do that. <laughs> you don't know what she can do. She can't. I you don't use her. I don't, but I have friends who do. I just don't want the feds listening to me, so I There won't. you go. Okay. Well, yeah, also um we did I think we did talk about the um my friend Kayla Kay, Kaylee Kayla uh where there was a there, or I think there still is a doll that um, little kids speak to, and she responds. Yeah, that's uh, a horrifying well, nightmare. Appropriately, is in quotations. But uh, they did this segment on NPR. This was like last year or the year before, and they uh, said, uh, "Kayla, can I uh, can I tell you a secret?" And then she responds, "Of course." You can tell me anything. It'll be just between you and me. That's terrifying. Yes. It's terrifying. It's a robot doll. Exactly. And the information was is also being like transmitted back to, to a someone. marketing company. Right. Yeah, right? no. I can't I can't so, do any of that. The important thing to remember about the Amazon Echo, whatever that school of thought thing, even your Siri phone to some degree, is that in order for them to be able to hear when you say Hey Alexa or Hey Siri. They're listening before that. To, exactly. It always has and to be listening. And there was that murder case. How did that shit turn out? You remember that? Like I there was vaguely, a yeah. 
a guy who like ended up dead in the hot tub at a party or something and so the like the authorities confiscated the Alexa and they were going to go over like the recording like just before mm-hmm. you know Alexa call the police or whatever I don't know what they I don't know if they, they use that for that but so we have to be careful because we can't say things like that on our podcast because it'll trigger people's stuff if they listen to the podcast on on speaker or whatever else. We gotta be careful. Well, I didn't think so about we can't that. say things that- like "Hey Alexa, play seventies porn music" <laughs> on our podcast. That would just be hey funny. Alexa, uh, put in my password for the Nambla website. <laughs> wow, hey Alexa, order pizza. <laughs> that would is what I would do. There you go. Well, that's. The only thing that I would That's do my that favorite one is to ask Alexa to walk into somebody's house and ask Google or Alexa to just play 70s porn music and see what it does. <laughs> Most of the time it does bust out a fat bass line. Really? Yep. But you have to know that they have that system in place first. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, don't just want I mean, you're not going to walk into my apartment and be like, Alexa, and I'll be like, the fuck? I mean, we could do OK Sonos, I guess. No, it Go- doesn't okay, do Google. No. Okay, Google. It's okay, Google. Okay, Google. Hey Alexa. Or, or Hey Alexa. Yeah, one of those two. No, those ones. Okay, or, Google. Yeah. Siri's Is Google's actually... voice a lady by um, default? I don't know. I don't have that either. I'm gonna I guess there yes. even that. By the way, if we're going to go there, let's talk about the subtext of the British voices either being that of your fancy highfalutin butler, but also the voice of someone who is cultured and is intelligent and comes from that matrix of high society, elite, whatever. So let's be clear on the fact that like the the accent and or the gender are both problematic in the way you well, in, in interaction. To I mean, be really classist, like I almost feel like that's part of the selling factor. Like mm. people don't want as much as they are inadvertently subscribing to this idea of telling a butler or some sort of subservient person what to do. They don't want it to be like inherently classist as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole concept of butlers. Butlers mm-hmm. are only fun because they seem to be more knowledgeable as in a live-in concierge. Mm-hmm. Than, right. Like they chose this life. Right. Like they you don't want to just it. feel like some poor Mr. slave. Mr. Belvedere is not British a people, <laughs> British people don't like to know that a poor slave is doing their work. American people, on the other hand, hope for that. They fucking love that shit. Right. Like, don't be smarter than me. Just serve me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's a little more nuance. I, and, and this is what I'm talking about, is that nuance is when you talk about the a British tinged accent in most of the world outside of England it's much in the same way of that presumes a certain degree of edu- education it presumes a certain degree of superiority and or coming from some degree of breeding or whatever else and that that concept into itself is number one intentionally propagated and number two distinctly colonialist imperialist so if I just talk like this for the rest of the show you think that I'm very very smart clearly oh now I think you're smart. See, this is what I'm saying. Uh, hold on a second. It also means, I mean, maybe you have said this and I just <laughs> missed it, but it means that because we are so fancy, we have a butler that is not East Side London. Has to be fancy. This is us. not a fucking East Ender. Mm-hmm. This is some like middle to lower upper class asshole who is 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 a lower class than we enough to like do our shit for us well also that's just also a very american preoccupation right like british accents there's like 25 different ones Mm -hmm. but when you say british accent in the united states that's a very clear 
example. It just sounds fancy. And I feel like the leftover from the original war mm-hmm. uh, is wanting to kind of subvert someone who sounds better. You mean the better. Revolutionary War? I don't care. It wasn't revolutionary <laughs> for my people, so whatever. No, no, no. But is that the one that you're I guess about? so. The first one with the British and the Americans. Yeah, yeah that one. Um, I mean, that's how they refer to it. I mean, I didn't call it that. I call it, it the first war. I didn't. I didn't coin the term. <laughs> you didn't? I just want to make sure that you know that. I don't know. You guys are also old to me. My really marketing doesn't. genius <laughs> yeah, goes back far, but not that far. All right. That's very funny. Millennial. But yeah, that's my topic. Yay. Do you want me to go now? Do, yeah, go. Okay. But um, do it in the British. No. Well. I could, but I'd rather not. (laughs) Because I just feel like it gives very, very misleading information about who I am and what I believe in. We want people to think that this is a A serious podcast. podcast. This is a third-rate podcast. podcast. This is is an upper class. Oh, no, 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 we're not doing that. We are not doing that. I will tell you this. This accent is good enough that I've convinced multiple British people in clubs (laughs) that I was British. Oh, uh, I got to... I, I got a bunch of friends in Denton when I was in grad school by doing a, a French accent. Oh, don't ask Speaking, Oh, it was so good. That, my French, my, my drunk French is better than my drunk English accent, but we'll save that for the okay, next time. Okay, go on. Okay, so my hot topic is, are you both familiar with a young woman by the name of Alexandria? Ocasio-Cortez? Ocasio-Cortez. Cortez. Si. The new congresswoman from New York. Yo conozco. Uh, Yes, I am familiar with that person. Okay, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It has been reported in the news. She's New Jersey. New York. Is she New York? York. She can't afford the... Yes, so it's been reported in the news this week that Alexandria cannot move to D.C. until her congresswoman tenure begins because she cannot afford rent in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And it is probably the most relatable thing that I've read in a really long time. And I find it to be a particularly hot topic because what it represents to me is that so many institutions that are taken as a given are really inaccessible to a lot of people that are my mm-hmm. age. Um, How old is she? She's 20, 29? Yeah, not okay. 30, but not 25. Okay. Um, and she was a bartender a year ago. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and so all that shit talking you did about bartenders earlier. I bartend. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was a it was a willful choice. Got it. Um, but she, it just was really uh, approachable to me because I feel as though like. Yeah, and she made an Instagram live video making macaroni and cheese with Cracker Barrel cheese on the stovetop. She's just like the most while, relatable. While talking about politics like for real. She's just the most relatable woman in politics that I know. But what I wanted to highlight about that is that I think that... And listening to Janelle Monet. Yeah, and listening to Janelle Monet, which Janelle, if for any reason you're listening to this, <laughs> she's absolutely not. Text me. Go on. She so I, I brought that up to say that like I think that right so I told you at the top of this that I'm very defensive of millennials and it's for many reasons but the main thing is like as much as you know there are parts of our life that are super accessible and super easy there are a lot of things that really aren't and like I've made a lot of choices based on just the quality of life I can have on the income that I have specifically as a person that's chosen to work in public service or any kind of civic realm like 
there's no money there. And so you make a choice at a very early age to pursue what is good or what is good for you. And uh, a lot of people can't really relate to that. And they kind of overlook it because obviously we've been defined by tech bros and Patagonia vests, which like annoys me, but is accurate. Um, But at the same time, it just there's a lot of people that have made a decision to do good work, but unfortunately it's not valuable. And so, you know, rent's crazy. I the rent is too damn high. The Sorry. rent is had, way damn high. I had to do that guy. Done. I wonder what that guy's doing these days. Sorry, go ahead. Um, he ran for like a city seat and lost. Um, oh. but I just it felt very approachable to me. But I also found out that the starting salary for a congressman, did you guys know, is around one hundred seventy four thousand dollars. Yup, I did not know that. They yes, give themselves pay raises all the time. Yeah, it's great. And so on the one hand, I'm like, you're super approachable because you have no money, but very soon you're going to have a lot of money. She'll be fine. To hopefully not be just completely complacent. I am, you know, a political scientist of sorts. I'm very interested in politics. A lot of people have told me I should go into politics, but I'm a little too heavy handed with the cursing for that. Ditto. Um, but I just, it was really interesting to me how people took that. There were a lot of articles written about it across the divide, partisan, nonpartisan. Um, and I just think it made it very clear that like the reality of a lot of people that are, uh, between the ages of 25 and 35 is that, you know, they're priced out of wherever they would want to be and where they don't want to be is not really welcome to them. And so I just found that to be particularly interesting. But I am also very interested to see how and where her platform goes once she is making six figures, because that is rapidly approaching. Mm. Although, to be clear, six figures in D.C. is not it's gonna... a pittance, basically. Yeah. That's also true. I mean, yeah. you're, you're going to get a... You're gonna get a, You're gonna get a townhouse seven, in Silver Spring, seven hundred with four roommates, square foot townhouse in uh, you know Arlington or whatever. Yeah, but either way, I just Which I found cool. that what a, so what interesting is. and so honest. Like, yeah, uh, it's really unaffordable to live on the coast. I think the great migration of my period, hence I am here, is people moving from the coast to the south. I have a lot of friends that have left L.A., San Francisco, New York, D.C. to move to New Orleans. Uh, Broward County, Florida, Texas. It's an interesting time. Dallas, has Atlanta, no, no hurricanes. So. Dallas has no hurricanes and no earthquakes, and but no, tornadoes. Not yet. I, heard. I mean, we're working on it. Oh, I mean, the, the summer is not. No, worth we it. Do I'll just tell you guys right now. Or, no uh, one told tornadoes. me about the goddamn summer in this town. I arrived in June. What did you want them to tell you? That it was going to be upwards of 110 degrees for a week. You didn't straight? know that? No. Oh, I love no. that shit yeah, so much. Yeah, plus humidity. That's uh, that's some bullshit. No it's one told me that. Well, it's very hard to keep it cute when you're pouring sweat. Oh, tell me about oh, it. My possible. scalp sweats it's like possible. you wouldn't believe. Mm. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I hope that Alexandria finds a great apartment. And if Can we just talk for a second about how crazy stupid fine she is? Just, just, just as a side note. She's not really my type, but I can see that. She's very much my type. Of course she is. Then again, a lot of folks are like my type. So. I, <laughs> I mean, what I love about her is that she is a democratic socialist. That is one of the things that makes her extra fine. Also that she is... She's a little baby guy, too. Yeah. She's, she's just very well-informed and very mm-hmm. relatable. And I think that's really exciting for me because I didn't think that being well-informed and relatable was relevant in politics in 2018. But well, that's because politics are full of old white dudes for the most part. So you've kind of given up on that particular well, stroke. 
Well, got a lot of mint juleps. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do love mint juleps. I never. <laughs> God. It's more like I do declare. <laughs> well, I mean. That uh, racism is fine. <laughs> That's what they declare. Lin- <laughs> Lindsey Graham's gotten pretty upset pretty recently. So. <laughs> oh, never. I do declare. Oh, I have never sucked someone else's dick. <laughs> Ever. <sighs> In the bathroom of the Hilton Hotel. In Charleston, South Carolina. Ever. I don't know if you could say it before a court of law. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty strong that you probably couldn't do that. But anyway, so Megan, so, yeah. on to your topic. Okay, so I mean, this isn't like a, I don't know. Like I said, this this was not this week. It was this came from uh, the November second, which I mean, I don't know what date it is today. So maybe it was yesterday. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the um, the Smithsonian has put up a uh, a cabin. From uh, speaking of South Carolina, speaking of mint, mint juleps, um, there's That's a cabin. Kentucky, but mint julep, yeah, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, we we like to joke a lot. Actually, it's John's joke. I shouldn't take credit for it. Yeah, he, uh, he calls Lindsey Graham mint julep, so <laughs> it's kind of a running joke on this podcast, which you've not heard, which makes you probably smarter, millennial smarter than the average. Dallasite. Um, Don't discriminate against Dallas people. They're multifaceted no, and interesting. No, I think they're great. I fucking love this place, actually. I'm just glad you didn't say bear, because then I could have said, Don't discriminate against bears. They're a predominant member of the Dallas community. Especially this neighborhood, in <laughs> This fact. is what I'm saying. That's why I moved here. There you go. Oh, oh um, wait, wait. So you're finally going to admit it that you're actually hunting for the rare and elusive straight bear? They're not elusive. That's called dad bod. Oh, no, no, no. This is oh, what, God, this is exactly I love what dad I'm, bod. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Dad bod is my shit. Like, used to be fit, but ate a bunch of ribs. That's my thing. I don't need them even to used to have been fit. You could have just been eating ribs this whole time. All the time, just like me. Like, I just want somebody yeah, to eat some like ribs and get Megan, in line. Do you, Megan, you don't even eat ribs. What are you talking about? I mean, to eat the Mcrib. <laughs> it's out right now, actually. I've been aggressively marketed. So you guys are having that for on, dinner, actually. You guys are clear <laughs> on when the McRib comes out, right? What? You guys are clear on yeah, that. Yeah, during Christmas season or whatever. No. Thanksgiving. It has nothing to do with Christmas season or Thanksgiving. No, no when all the like pork, leftover pork bits are like... Cheap. There you yeah, go. When, I know. Basically, when pork is cheaper Fucking, than chicken, all the right, all right, all right. Look, I I am an informed consumer. I okay. know this shit. Just want to be sure. I I'm not, but I don't care. care. Neither do I. It's, I mean, I don't even care regardless. It? So I'm like, no. it's del- I'm a Big Mac enthusiast. Wait a minute. Has anybody else had the McRib in this room? No. Nope. I think I had one when I was like five. Yes. And three times. Oh. oh, you worked at McDonald's for three years. Don't tell me anything. And? Don't tell me nope, anything. Nope, you really don't want to know. You don't know. tell me anything. Okay. <laughs> I know because what it's I made out of. I really don't want to destroy my relationship to Big Macs. They're like a <laughs> sentinel in my memory. I'm just going to say this. It's delicious as fuck. I, I, I right? had them once when I was five. I remember being underwhelmed and I just eat cheeseburgers. You were five years old with very academic parents. You were underwhelmed with everything. This is true. This Although kindergarten I've class learned, is underwhelming. Although I have learned to recapture my sense of childlike wonder. I don't. Did you do Not shrooms? Culinarily that definitely speaking. helped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like drugs. Shrooms. Totally helped. <laughs> yeah. 
In my formative years. MDMA also oh, really wow. rekindles the romance with lots of things, I'll tell you. <laughs> romance is one word you could use to describe the rekindling. Like <laughs> well, that's what, that's what I call my relationship with the McRib. All right? <laughs> Well, that was an oh. awkward segue, but you know what? You, it really wasn't. You, you, you not for that. me, it wasn't. So is that your hot topic that the McRibs have? McRibs and MDMA, sorry, sorry. how they <laughs> make it. I want to hear a research paper on McRibs and MDMA and how they correlate for you. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> we're going to go yeah, ahead and we're gonna, move on. And, what's the timestamp okay. on that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jesus. 11.14. Okay, there Write you go. So meanwhile, so Megan, your hot topic for this week, what you One, got? 1.14. Uh, 52. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway, researcher, we've got some work to do. Okay. This has nothing to do with my hot topic at all, which is a surprise, I'm sure. Uh, so anyway, the Smithsonian has, uh, brought in this 16 by 20 foot dwelling. It's a cabin that came from, uh, an island in South Carolina, um, the island is called uh, Adisto Island. It's off the coast of South Carolina. And uh, there's a woman named, shit, what was her first name? Laverne Meggett. Meggett? Yeah, okay. It's very close to my name. Um, so she's growing up there. Her grandmother grew up in this cabin and in fact back to the 1850s uh her family grew up in the cabin and it was a um so it became vacant in the 1980s and that's when the last family member moved out um and it became the Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History and Culture. Um, let's see. So I don't know if you guys have listened to the Side Door podcast. I have not. Have you? Juliet. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Is the Smithsonian a, a sore topic? No. No, no, I just haven't listened to the podcast. Oh. Okay. I just haven't. All right. I'm pretty well, I mean, basic when it comes to my podcast taste. It's not a fantastic podcast just because I feel like um you guys see that episode of Family Guy where the the Christian dude is like he turns his he's doing a like a a pep rally or something and he turns his ball cap around and he turns the chair around and he's like, Let's wrap. Oh, I yeah. knew you were gonna use that word. Right. So it kind of feels like that, like uh, Wait, that's the entire the podcast feels like that? Yeah, wow. that's why I stopped listening. Like the to cool it. substitute that's like, yeah. yo, guys, yeah, 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 let's talk about abstinence. <laughs> let's rap about abstinence. Yeah, yeah. been there. So I'm not crazy about the the side door podcast. I'll say <clears throat> that just outright. But um, it is associated with the Smithsonian, which I like quite a bit. Until you tell me, Otiano, some horrible like racist <laughs> Offensive shit that, thing done. that they did. And then I will have no museums to like. So go ahead and ruin my joy. Oh, no, no. Please go ahead. Okay. So anyway, um, so they, uh, they brought in this, this cabin, and it was a, uh, let's see. Last family member moved out. Okay. okay. Um, 
The Maggots home had uh, a documented history dating to 1853, mm-hmm. something the family knew little about. Their grandmother's home was originally built as a cabin for those who had been enslaved on Edisto Island. Uh, the quote is, we call it the Point of Pines Slave Cabin because it came from the site known as the Point of Pines Plantation. Um and so co-curated. Um, anyway, um, it describes the harsh reality of American past. Uh, not much larger than a two-car garage. The 16-by-20-foot cabin has one door, a loft space, where anywhere from 9 to 12 people slept, and first floor where most of the daily tasks of living took place. Uh, I'm sorry, so, so to be clear, this is a podcast where um, formerly enslaved people stayed after they were freed, or was it a podcast no, where no, enslaved so people stayed? No, no, it's, it's a Smithsonian's podcast, so they do American history. So this is just an episode of the podcast. It's not about the cabin okay. in particular, but an episode of the podcast is about this cabin. Mm. But um, it reminded, so the reason why I'm talking about this particular article is not because it's the only slave cabin ever existed, obviously, but because it reminded me of a um, an art exhibit that uh, UNT had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think I was at the end of my undergrad. It was like 2002 or so. But um, we have a lot of uh, American history exhibits. Holy shit. Um, a lot of American history exhibits that are very like... Uh, this is the this is the American way, and look at us like you know. This is all optimistic, and things are going great. <laughs> totally going great. <laughs> look at what we're doing here. Look how far we've come. Right. Uh, but having exhibits like this, and I think it's significant because particularly it's the Smithsonian. Mm. Like this is this is the shit that's going on, and don't forget about this. Yeah. So. Um, it's on the Smithsonian Mag website. I feel like maybe I'm not doing this the justice that it deserves. Well, I, I appreciate that they're highlighting it in, the, in that regard because it's similar to National Geographic had an issue. I think I talked about this in the podcast when it came out uh, a few months ago, where basically they're like, "Listen, we've been really, really racist in the past, and we're really, really sorry. So sorry about our bad. We're going to dedicate this yeah. issue to." A, showing the parts where we were really, really racist and placing it in a modern context to show how fucked up it was and how wrong it was and stuff. So, I mean, it's not quite the exact same thing, but it's it's good to have organizations that are seen as um, being the stewards of history and culture um, try, especially in the face of um, the growing outing of and, and normalization of white supremacist ideals um, in the political sphere, especially as being espoused by the current occupant of the White House and their administration and their many adherents, offshoots and brown shirts running around doing wacky brown shirt shit. To be brown clear that like um, brown shirts is a term um, used to describe basically the unofficial enforcers of the uh, 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 Nazis back in the day. The, the, the folks that oh, okay, are basically, okay, okay. Gotcha. you know, the, the, the people that basically kick the shit out of Jews and whoever else in the street didn't match, who were never actually formally endorsed by, um, um, by the administration back then, but didn't have to be because they still 
acted out their will. It's uh, a term I'm using to ascribe to, you know, all these recent attacks and whatnot lately that no one's ever going to say, yes, we're allied with them, but why do they keep on doing the things you want them to, that you pretty much say you'd like to have done? But anyway, um, so it's, it's good to have organizations that we view as stewards of culture, art, and society saying, hey, by the way, guys, here's some context for current events and so on. So I, I, I appreciate that National Geographic, as I mentioned, and now Smithsonian are doing that sort of thing. They've, Smithsonian's always been, I mean, at least to my knowledge, I can't give you the, uh, oh, they've been awful. I mean, I'm sure that, yes, they've been the awful. Thing. Well, they God. did. I mean, they did. <laughs> All right. Uh, controversial. We mm. can discuss, but they did hire a white woman to curate the oh, hip hop that, that one i remember that yeah exhibit. Oh, recently this year like this year a couple oh, months I ago i was gonna say the 80s but no okay. no no, no this, this is all right. 2018 super i forgot about that. um and like i don't have an opinion either way but because i don't know enough about it but mm-hmm. that was a very oh, controversial I, have an opinion. Choice. I mean i can give opinion regards about that one but no i mean to say i'm not saying that they've always been great what i'm saying is in like they in talking about history, you yeah. kind of have to talk about history, and they've gotten better about talking about history through a number of lenses, as opposed to just talking about in quote, you know, as my as my old uncles would say, his story, you know, rock and roll. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, the thing is that they, I think the Sasonian, what I appreciate is that they present history as it exists mm-hmm. in this year mm-hmm. and time, and try to do that without comment. And up until a very specific point, that was fine. Mm -hmm. We're at a place now where like comment is necessary because this moment is a hellfire. And Mm. so I think sometimes they get caught up, but I appreciate that. I mean, I I grew up going to a lot of museums. I learned a lot about what I know from museums. So I'm always appreciative that they are reflective in any capacity, but it's also like... Reflection without context and synthesis sometimes mm-hmm. just feels like self-aggrandizing uh, and mm-hmm. like, look at us. We're putting our tawdry past out for you to see with no comment whatsoever. But <laughs> like, context. Context. we're, we're acknowledging context. that it happened and that's good. <sighs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess. But. Except in this particular like contemporary context, immediate context, uh, as you were suggesting, I think... Mm. Um, maybe this is exactly the time to be doing that. Exactly, yeah. Right? So, um, you know, all of the museums can be problematic, surely. But um, I appreciate... The Creation Museum is great. What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, in any context, really. (laughs) It's it's timeless. It's only the best museum there is. If you guys have seen the, um, the dragon exhibit... Wait, what? That was a few years ago, actually, when I was driving back and forth from West Virginia to uh, to Dallas. But um, I was in West Virginia before I came here. I don't know if That's you know that. gnarly, and I want to know more about that. Oh, well, I've got some stories for you, sister. Uh, that was That was some shit. So, yeah, the Creationist Museum, which was started by fucking Australian in Kentucky. <laughs> of course it was. Australians are hidden in plain sight, causing trouble constantly. Uh, thanks, Rebel. Love you. Oh, don't even get me started on <laughs> that bullshit. I wish we had talked about that bullshit. No, no, let's, let's not. Be let's really just something. remind everybody okay. that, like, yeah. seriously, Australians, not the nicest people when it comes to racial stuff. Just, just well, saying. Well, I mean, they're, no, 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 they're it's, all it's white bad. convicts from, yeah, who, from the mm, big island of England and whatever. Okay. So should we close this bit out? We should. Okay. 
Um, do you want to do the... Well, first we should... I'm going to use your coaster to remind myself of... So the, the song of the week is Numb. It's by Go Dark. And then do you want to remind us of the... Uh, other bits? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so if you, for some bizarre reason, wish to interact with us in more manners than the ways you are <laughs> currently you, if doing... If you're some sort of masochist and yes, you'd if like you, to... Yes, if you like to self-flagellate as aggressively and thoroughly as possible, uh, the secretly timid branded Cat of Nine Tails can you purchase that. No. We're not, we're not selling you one of those. <laughs> cat of but, Nine Tails? It's an emotional <laughs> Cat of Nine Tails. It's not a... But um, no, uh, we can be reached at secretlytimid.com. <laughs> Or letters at secretlytimid.com, or I can be reached at O underscore T underscore N underscore O. I probably said those are all capitals. Um, on Twitter, Meg can be reached at Meg the Merciless on the Twitters if she figures out how to use it. Um, Juliet, do you have any shout out type things you want to give away if we tack this on? Write me a letter because it's a dying art. Ooh. Ooh, with a physical address or just secretly timid with like the subject line? Hey, this is yeah, write it to Secretly Timid like you would write a letter to your long-lost Romeo. I'm really attached to this Shakespearean ideology. Ain't so. nothing wrong with that. Write me a letter. Do the uh, Jeffrey, what is it, Jeffrey Crayon and Oh, Crayon Jeffrey something. Crayon with the G, with a weird way, with the two Fs G-E-O. as opposed to with the J. Um, at, or, or on the Instagrams for Miss Meg. No, you cannot follow me on Instagram. Um, and I don't have one. Yep, yep, and, and and Juliet doesn't have one, so yeah, sorry. Wait a, Wait a minute, I just got one because you fucking had one. Instagram? Somebody or Twitter. had one. You, I don't know. Are you referring to Instagram or Twitter? What I will say is I get mean, off got, Facebook, whoever yeah, for you the are. Real, get, get off the Facebook. Fuck off. If, unless you really want to message us, then fine, we oh, have but one. It's so but easy. not me personally. Or you speak Russian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so that being said, folks, thank you so much for your time. We're going to go before we start getting angry again. Happy trails. Don't forget to floss and bye. in my